0: And I want to share with you a word, a continuation um, on our take heed series. Right, it's a, it's a time uh, for the church to really take some things very seriously. And and so uh, uh, it's been a it's been a series, uh, a succession of pretty serious sounding uh, sermons. And today I want to share with you a word that I've entitled "Don't Go Back to Sleep." Somebody say, "Don't go back to sleep." Say it. Say it in your waking state, right, where you are. Don't go back to sleep. Say it in the chat. Don't go back to sleep, right? Now, um, uh, I, I, I want to say a few things before I jump into, uh, yeah, jangan balik tidur, right? Wake up. Um, uh, the, uh, I want to say a few things about, uh, uh, about this whole thing, right? I'm going to be sharing with you um, parts of scripture where the people of God are desperate. Okay, I'm gonna share be sharing with you parts of scripture where you hear the people of God cry in desperation. Okay, and you hear them cry in a way and expect of themselves a way, and you hear God relating to desperate people in a way that may feel a little bit disconnecting if you yourself are not in a place of desperation. So I want to help you to enter the scriptures in this kind of way, right? Sometimes you read your scriptures and you hear them say things like, oh, I'm going to pray from throughout the whole night, you know? And you're going like, um... I'm not there, or so I'm not quite feeling it, or you know, because there's so many of us. There's 82 of us in this room, right? And uh, and there's going to be a range, right? There's going to be a bell curve of of how who's feeling like super desperate, who's feeling kind of normal, and then who's kind of like quite cold, you know? And this and that's that's understandable. It's typical representation in a big room like this, which is why I feel it's important to to walk everybody into this scripture. And how I want to do that is to first let you know. Um, um, that you're going to be seeing scriptures of people being really desperate for God. And you're going to hear scriptures of God relating to people who are really desperate for Him, okay? So it's like seeing two, in a way, two desperate lovers, you know, just really relating to each other. You know, maybe you can say separated by like by like an electric fence, you know, or so cinematic, you know um and how much they long for each other and if you're not in love and you're not in that same place you might watch and say hmm okay uh sounds very uh, um drama and emotional but not for me i want to say if that's where you're at i want to invite you not to go from 0 to 100 you know and create all this all, all this um uh, jam it up, you know, I don't want you to jam it up. I also don't want you to artificially create a certain kind of uh, mood, uh, because that's not going to last, right? That's, that's like, that's like, that's like, uh, it's not going to last. So what do I want you to do? I want you to take one step. you're at right now, I want you to take take one step closer, if you're really far, right, if you use the Jewish temple terms, the furthest outer courts, right, like you're not even in the temple, you're in the street, right, I want to invite you through the door, right, if you have the door, and you're kind of like in the first court, I want to invite you into the inner court, right, and if you're already hanging around the inner court, you're praying, maybe just not super regularly, you're seeking God, maybe, maybe, maybe could be more zealous, you know, um, then I want to invite you into the inner more court, right? And from one layer of proximity to God, one layer of desperation to uh, for God. I- if you're already praying uh, uh, um, uh one hour a day, you are fasting already, you are you are really in a place of desperation uh for the Lord, I want to invite you to enter into the most holy place, the most devoted place. And it does not mean more work for you. You know, it means uh, uh, um just remaining and trusting in him, you know. Um, and and that's why I want to think of today's now today, today's sharing, don't go back to Sleep is is one part of a whole series, but but I also want to caveat with one more thing, right? Um, the full counsel of God is so deep, so layered, so rich that no forty five minute window can can faithfully communicate the whole picture. So so I hope that um, that you know that. As a preacher today, I can communicate with you one slice, okay? And for you to feed on the full counsel of God means that you come back next week as well. And the week after that, where we are communicating more slices of this. And and I just felt the Lord convict me in my heart this morning to add one more sermon uh, uh, um, into this series. And so next week, I want to share with you guys, church, take heed. Sabbath is about letting go, okay? Sabbath is about letting go. Take heat, Sabbath is about letting God, okay? Or maybe you can say, take heat, church, Sabbath is about, it's about killing the control freak <laughs> in us, right? But let's not worry about next week. Today is don't go back to sleep. So I want to share with you three things. I want to, three things I want you to see about not going back to sleep. There is the waking, there is the watching, there is the working, okay? So first, We wake, then we watch, then we work. And I'm going to start on this one on wake. But before we go into the text, I want to share with you a little story, okay, about my own experience. Uh, um, I've been praying at six. I've been waking at six in the morning um, and praying uh, till 6.30, okay, and then I signed up for the firewall slots, okay, so some of you will, you will hear it later, some of you already know about it, right, um, I, was, I, was, I signed up for a firewall slot in 15-minute chunks, so I, I booked myself down for 6 to 6.15, 6.15 to 6.30, right, but most days I pray until about 6.45 and then I, and after that, I read my Bible, and usually about 15 20 minutes after reading my bible i feel really sleepy again right and i'm fighting i'm like i like where i fight i fight on my knees i'm like i'm not fighting on my knees i'm fighting with like on my sofa with a blanket over me maybe that's the wrong way to fight right and i'm like so sleepy and i keep telling myself don't go back to sleep and that's the, that's the place where that birthed the sermon title right like go back to sleep. Don't go back to sleep. And the times where I did go back to sleep, right, I wake up when the kids are already up and then I'm behind on my day and and like, like you know, they're already asking for breakfast and maybe some of them already threw a tantrum and maybe somebody spilled milk already and something has happened and I'm, I, I'm behind. I have to play catch up and the moment I can catch up with their breakfast, they have moved on because I forgot that they had an online class at eight oh my gosh, online school at eight is like not cool. And then I'm catching up with online school. And while I'm catching up with online school, I'm behind on something else. So every single time when I wake in the morning and I've done well, I'm up at six, I'm praying in my prayer wall slot and I'm doing all these things. And then I go back to sleep. I fall behind, right? And so I tell myself every morning now, don't go back to sleep, don't go back to sleep, you know? Slumber is not, the sun is rising. (laughs) The opposite of the thing to do is to go back to sleep, you know? Um, so, So wake, stay awake, stay awake. Okay, church, so I want to show you a bunch. I'm going to, use a lot of Bible, okay? I'm going to show you a lot. You guys love the Bible one, so I know y'all cool with this, okay? I'm going to show you a lot of Bible right now. The first one is from 1 Thessalonians 5, okay? By the way, preaching First Thessalonians, in terms of this little... Text in chapter 5. We are ahead of them by a few weeks. Um, but we're not doing a Thessalonian series. But Do go check out the sermons that have been preached um, this weekend and last weekend. Uh, Pastor Chiu's uh, uh, overview of Thessalonians. Really a converging of lost things and staying awake and all these things coming together. But I want to read this for you. By the way, I've been told I go very fast when I'm very excited. <laughs> Am I going very fast? Yes, <laughs> I'm going to slow it down. I'm going to slow it down. Verse 1, now concerning the times and the seasons, brothers, you have no need to have anything written to you. Wow, serious, no need. Um, Verse 2, why? For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. How many of you have heard this before? That the day of the Lord, the return of Jesus will come like a thief in the night, okay? This is not the same as the thief comes to steal, kill and destroy, okay? It's not the same, okay? That refers to the devil, okay? What Jesus is saying here is the way I'm going to come back is going to be so unannounced It's going to be so at a time when you don't expect it. And thief in the night is going to be so at a time when most of you will be sleeping that I'll catch you unawares, okay? That if you're not alert, I'll catch you unawares, okay? So that's what what Jesus has said. I'll show you the Jesus text after this, okay? But I'm showing you Paul's words now, okay? For you yourselves are fully aware that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. While people are saying there is peace and security, then sudden destruction will come upon them as labor pains come upon a pregnant woman and they will not escape. But you, brothers and sisters, now he's talking to the believers, now church this is talking to us, the one highlighted in blue. But you, brothers and sisters, are not in darkness so that this day should surprise you like a thief. Meaning that we play by slightly different rules. Now, is the way he's going to come to everybody, is he going to have two comings? One, uh, 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 in this sense, right? One to shock the, 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 the rest of the world and another one pre-planned with the, with the, visit, with the believers? No, he's still going to come like a thief in the night, except that as believers, he said that we are not in darkness. So the coming of Jesus like a thief in the night will not surprise us. Okay let me continue reading. You are all children of the light and children of the day meaning that we belong to illuminated experience, right? We don't belong to the place where we are fumbling around in the dark. We don't stumble around like a drunken stoop in a drunken stupor. We are people who walk in the light. Why? Because who is the light? Come on, who is the light? Jesus says, I am the the light of the world, right? I am the light of the world. Anyone who follows me shall not walk in darkness, but have the light of life. So we do not belong to the night or to the darkness. This is language that Jesus uses. This is language that Paul uses. So then let us not be like others who are asleep, but let us be awake and sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night. And those who get drunk, get drunk at night. Right. So, what's this trying to say? What it's trying to teach us is that the, there is a coming of Jesus, okay? and the coming of Jesus is going to catch most people unawares. Now, I want to say one caveat here, right? That I think we all gotta we all gotta be very aware of. And this is something close to my heart. How many of you guys are really excited about the book of Revelation right now? Please raise your hand, right? How many of you you're very excited about the book of or maybe I don't know if you're, you're excited is the word, but you're involved in the book of Revelation right now, right? In some way or other, because maybe because you signed up for Pastor Chiu's uh, sessions uh, or or you hear everybody talking about it or you followed main church when they did uh, the seven churches. In some way or other, everyone's talking about this right now. So I want to give you one very important caveat. And if there is one way, one thing, if you tell me, Pastor Fergus, pastor your church through Revelation in one, one truth. This is my one truth. Okay, Jesus is coming like a thief in the night. Don't speculate when. I'm really firm on this. So, Church, I know that there are a lot of people outside in this world saying that it's going to be in five years' time. Oh, it's going to be in seven years' time. I've done the math. It's going to be... I can tell you this, there is literally a Wikipedia page. You go Wikipedia, it, right? There is a wiki page on prophecies of the second coming of Jesus. And you go look at that, right? Virtually in every century or in every season of human history ever since the the, the, the resurrection of Jesus, somebody somewhere has made some prediction that Jesus is coming on XXX year. Okay, or they will say in XXX years time. Okay, so below church, can we not do that? You know why? Because if Jesus says, I'm coming like a thief in the night and nobody is going to know when, I think it's borderline sinful to try to predict when. Okay, if Jesus says that I plan, it's my will to come at an indefinite time such that I will catch most people who are not alert, unaware, and if we go and start doing like this calculation, law, we count the stars, we count the calendar, we count the days, and then we, we look at Bible prophecy, and then we say, Ha ha, I know it's gonna be this day. I think it's borderline sinful law because it's rebelling against Jesus, or because Jesus said, I don't want you to know when, right? And I'll show you a text from Matthew after this. He says that concerning the day and the hour, no one will know when, not even the angels know it, only the not even the son knows it, only the father knows it. So, church. Let's, don't touch this. I'm, I'm really of the view this is holy. I'm really of the view that concerning the day and the hour, it's holy. Don't touch it. Don't start predicting. Don't play this game. It's not a game for humans to play. It's for the father to know. And now that the son has returned to the father, maybe the son knows. Because there is perfect unity in the Trinity, right? When he was on earth, he was bound by human uh, 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 limitations. But now that the son has returned to the father, father knows. I believe the son and spirit knows. They are together. They know everything together. But you know what? It's holy. Concerning the day and the hour, it's holy. Don't touch it. Don't play that game. Conspiracy theorists can play that game. Christians, let's not play this game. Okay, and I'll tell you what then does it mean for us to be awake and alert and still not play this game. Okay, we good? I want to show you now the next text, right? This is the Matthew text. But concerning the day and the hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. And then you skip a few lines, okay? In between, I don't want you to be unaware. In between verse thirty-six and, and, and verse forty-two, okay, is the rapture verses, right? The famous rapture verses. One woman will be will be will be um, uh, working in the field, you know, and the two women, and then one will suddenly go. That one, okay. The the ones that gave birth to a left behind series, okay. Now there's a lot more layers to that. This is not a Revelation series. It's not an end time sermon. So I. It's really? not really, not, not not about the last days, you know, so, so go back and read the bits in between, okay, and inform it with the rest of scripture. But I want to show you 42. Therefore, stay awake, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But know this, that if the master of the house had known what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready for the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. So there is a tension in this. Okay, I want to show you there is a tension in this. He's on one hand, Jesus is saying, I'm still going to come at an hour you cannot expect. It's still going to be something you cannot expect which is why pastor fergus is telling the church don't play the guessing game okay don't play the guessing game so you will not be able to predict and expect when so don't but at the same time he's telling you something that sounds contradicting but it is not it is perfectly complementing what is he saying because you don't know precisely when be alert always does that make sense church Does that make sense? Because you don't know precisely when. Be alert always. And then he gives this parable of a master who who goes out and then he he leaves his household with presumably a lot of servants in the care of the head servant. And then he tells the head servant, look after everybody. And then he goes, right? And then the head servant, and then and then so Jesus tells this parable of the head servant who who kind of thinks that, ha, huh? master not gonna come back on la. And then he starts getting drunk. He starts inviting his drunkard friends into his house, and then he gets plastered, and then he starts like beating all. them because he's the head servant now so he can like be abusive and 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 and, you know abuse his power you know in the house and then the master come back right master come back can't parasite yeah okay um master come back and he goes like oh no i didn't expect you coming back that will be for all of us who think that we can mess around and abuse and take for granted God's grace and we can live however we like because we think, just because I don't know, I don't care, I just want to do whatever I like. So what does Jesus say should be the master's posture? posture. He should be on guard at all times. To begin with, as head servant, he needs to be watchful at all times. He needs to take care of the house at all times. Be ready at any time master can come back. So when master comes back, house must be clean. Dishes must be washed. Slippers must be ready, right? His bedroom must be made. Everything must be ready. Now, does the master still know exactly when? No. Just because he's ready doesn't mean that he he has foreknowledge, right? What it means is that his posture is anytime master... And time master, you can come now, you can come at four, you can come at 12, you can come tomorrow, you can come in five years, you can come in 25 years. I'm going to be ready for you anytime. Now, that is not the same as saying that Jesus' second coming is going to happen in the next five years. You know, that's not, that's not. Okay? So friends, distinguish one from the other. And we want to be the kind of Christians who are ready at all times. So that, you know what? all. You go see that Wikipedia page, all of them got it wrong, huh? A lot of them say he's coming back in our lifetime. There was like AD 200, AD 800, 1500, 1700, 1800s. They've been saying that he's going to come back in our lifetime ever since then. I'm not poo-pooing anybody. I'm just saying don't play that game. If so many people in human history have called it wrong, and because look at how devastating the world is, they think that it cannot get worse than this. The Lord must be coming then if we look at our world and we say, it cannot get worse than this, the Lord must be coming. You know what? Don't underestimate that it, how much worse it could get because, because the, Bible, the Bible does speak of really terrifying days ahead. But how should we gird ourselves, strengthen ourselves for the days ahead, not in bringing the second coming forward and then making ourselves believe that it's going to be sooner than it really is. Not that, but by saying however long it might be. I'm ready. You make me wait 10, I'm ready. You make me wait 25 years, I'm ready. You tell me I won't see it, I see, my children will see it, I'll teach them to be ready. And that their children, children's children only will see it, then I will do my best to make sure that every generation knows it so that they will be ready. I and my house will be ready. Amen? Amen? Is that a good? Is that a good posture? But in order to be ready, we must wake up. We must wake up, we cannot be in stupor, we cannot be in slumber, right? We must be awake, and, and I want to encourage all of you all to spend time in the Word, because when you're reading the Word, you are, you are, me at 7 o'clock, reading the Word, falling sleepy, right? Then I change, I stand up, I, I, I set my face, you know, I, I get, I, I rouse myself up and say like, God, come on, come on, then I go back to prayer, then I go back to my Word, and then I'm more awake, Right? but you have to spend time in your word because it's the food that's going to feed you and God is going to call you. Remember last week, I spoke to you, right? Um, Not last week, the week before. Reply when God speaks to you. How is He going to speak to you? How is He going to rouse you from your sleep? Your lover comes before you and says, Arise, my love. Arise, my love right? Remember that from Song of Solomon, right? So he will say that. And I want to show you, okay, that he continues to call us out of sleeping into waking in the Bible. And I saw it just this previous week when I was reading Isaiah, okay? And I want to show it to you in my physical Bible, okay? Um, uh, you can see how I've chonteng my Bible. If you are further from your screen, you can go all the way into your screen and see how I am in my Bible, right? And and you would look at this, Isaiah 51 verse 5, awake, awake, put on strength, O arm of the Lord, awake as in the days of old, the generations of long ago. And then I read some more, and then suddenly I read later in Isaiah 51 verse 17, hey, it says wake yourself, wake yourself. It's like, oh, wow. So I circled, wake yourself, wake yourself. I circled, awake, awake, and I drew an arrow to connect the two. Y'all can see the arrow, right? Okay. And then, Awake wake yourself wake yourself stand up Wow, that was like scolding me at seven in the morning when I'm falling asleep, right? Stand up, okay, God. I stand up, right? Oh Jerusalem, you who have drunk from the hand of the Lord. Wow. I was like, okay, maybe I I I am not I'm not I'm not uh, uh hungover from a drinking binge, uh, but I'm I'm sleepy, right? Um uh but but that that's what it sounds like, right? And then I continue reading 51 until I land on 52 and 52 begins the same way 515 begins, right? Awake, awake, put on strength, Oza. On Put on your beautiful garments, oh Jerusalem, holy city, for there shall no more come into you, the uncircumcised and the unclean. And I thought, wow, God is calling us into something holy. God is calling us into something holy. And then I drew a circle around the second awake, awake, and I drew another arrow. And that is why when we tell you, read your physical Bible, read your physical Bible, because these are connections you will never be able to see if you are scrolling, you know, with one tiny bit of scripture, you know, going up, at a time. You'll never see it. I can tell you, you want to be a diligent student of of, of God's Word, you will never see it scrolling on your phone. But if you're looking at your Bible like this, you will, okay? Short mini plug on reading your physical Bible. I will always do it, okay? But what is the Lord trying to, to awaken us to? He's awakening us to press. In to stay watchful, to stay waiting, to be on Him, to have our attentions pressed on Him, right? Awake, put on strength, right? Awake, wake yourself, stand up. Awake, put on strength. That's what the Lord is saying, right? Now, here's what I want to show you. I want to, whenever we talk about people falling asleep and then while you're still sleeping, uh, come on, don't go back to sleep. Every time I hear don't go back to sleep, I think of one scene in the Gospels. Which is that scene? Can you all guess? Say it in the chat. If you can guess, say it in the chat. I'm putting open my chat right now. One scene of don't go back to sleep in the Gospels, right? Say, everybody, hands up, you know, typing, Garden of Gethsemane. That's right. Tim Ung, right? I want to show you Garden of Gethsemane uh, um, uh, like a WhatsApp chat, okay? So um, Jesus says to the disciples, sit here while I pray, right? Then he pulls Peter, James, and John aside, right? And he says to them in private, my soul is very sorrowful, even to death. Remain here and watch. And then they fall asleep. <laughs> and then Jesus goes and prays. And then he comes back and he says, Simon, are you asleep? You know. And, and Simon doesn't know what to say, right? <laughs> really, nothing to say, you know. And then he says, Could you not watch for one hour? And then he goes back to sleep. Jesus goes off and prays. Come back. This repeats three times, right? And then he comes back on the third time. Okay. And Simon is still asleep. <laughs> so he replied, Simon. And he said, Simon, are you asleep? And then the Matthew version, okay, says sleep and take your rest later on. Meaning you will have a time to rest. You have time to rest, but not now. Now is not the time to rest. Sleep and take your rest later on. It is enough. And I feel like if I'm Simon, I'll be like, oh, see Leo, this one. I die Leo." right? Jesus says the hour has come. The son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners. Rise, let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. My friends, Jesus calls for us to wake up and watch with him. There is an hour in the night. There is an hour in the day when Jesus is saying, my son, my daughter, wake up, pray. Now's the time. Your spirit is willing that's why all of y'all will say yes to 40 days of prayer. Your spirit is willing. That's why later today, I believe many of y'all will go and sign up for a firewall slot. But your flesh is weak. So when we're all gathered together and our spirit is willing, our spirit is willing and we, our flesh can do all kinds of things. But then later... we you know, our flesh becomes weak, right? And our spirit is not strong, then our flesh becomes weak. And when our flesh becomes weak, then we can't do anything, you know? Um, and that's why we need to be together. That's why together we overcome because when you scatter... And I shared this with, 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 um, with one group earlier this week as well. Every time you scatter, you think it is safer because when disaster hits, you run for cover, Ma, right? You run for cover, go under the table, go under the rocks, you know? Um, and you think that's safe save you because you think that's the safest posture to be, to scatter, hide, right? But no, the safest place to be when disaster hits is when we all come together, lock up. you come at all of us together. That's safety in numbers. But it's not natural. The natural posture is to run and hide in different places. Okay. So church, we have to overcome that impulse to run and hide in different places, but to come together and bend. That's why when when you have nine, the answer is not to go into your bunker and do your own private thing. That's not the solution. My, you might survive COVID. You won't survive depression. You won't survive feeling down. You won't survive going mental. You can't. It's not how God created us to thrive. God created us to thrive so that when there's 9,000 cases out there in the world, we come together as a band of brothers and sisters, and we lock arms, we pray, we lift up the weak one who is next to us, we lift up the other weak one next to us, and maybe we are weak and someone is lifting us up, right? And that's how we come together. That's why in our church theme this year, Together We Overcome. Amen, that's how we survive. That's how we thrive. Okay? And so I want to show you what it's like. you notice that every time God is calling them to wake up, wake up, what is He calling them to wake up from? right? A whole bunch of things. Here it is sleepiness. Sleepiness is definitely one thing. Physical sleepiness is one thing. I want to show you a little list right in the next slide that will show you what does it mean when we are not awake, when we are not awake, we are sedated. Right? Sedated is like, wow, you're drinking on something and that something is making you, you know, uh, 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 sleepy, not aware, right? You all know cough medicine. Some of it will make you sedated, right? You know antihistamines. Some of those things are like wicked. They will sedate you. Now, my friends, that's what being sedated is like. You're supposed to rest. You don't rest. But you're drunk up and then you're walking around like a zombie, right? And, and that's what the third point, right? When you're not awake, you're like, you're, you're in a state of being drunk, right? Like something has taken over you and and you're not thinking clearly. Sometimes the Bible describes those who aren't awake as being in revelry, meaning that those are party, loving it, having fun. Yeah, all is good. Let's party. Life is great. We're going to celebrate anyway, you know, and then drunk, drink, fun, times, everything's good. That's revelry. My friends, Jesus called so many times that every time you're supposed to be in sackcloth and ashes, you are in revelry revelry instead. Crazy, stupid fellas, you know, and then they cannot. Why? they are When you're in revelry, you're as good as in the sleep because anybody can hit you at that point. You're not ready, you know, for it, right? Sleepwalking, stupor, drunkenness. These are words that the Bible uses to express those, the state of being unawake. So my friends, we don't have a choice. We have to wake up. We have to wake up. No more sleepwalking. These are turbulent times. And you saw what I wrote in the the social media promo as well. In turbulent times, we cannot walk through turbulent days sleepwalking. We cannot sleepwalk our way through 9,000 cases outside. We have to snap and wake up. Right. So the first point is wake, and it's the long point, is the big point. If you catch this, gauliao, you know. But I want to share with you two more things that I see uh, um, in this whole area of not going back to sleep. Okay, is the second one is to watch, and I want to tell you a little bit about Watchmen. Right. Um, my own journey is that the Lord pressed on me a year and a half ago, close to two years ago now, and He started telling me, Fergus Watchmen, Fergus Watchmen. Fergus, Watchmen, and I'm like, mm, certainly not the not the not the superhero Watchmen, right? Not the not the was it Marvel Marvel Watchmen, right? So it's not okay. Uh, so so obviously biblical Watchmen, right? Obviously historical Watchmen. You know, uh, um, obviously let's go to the Bible to see what it says about Watchmen. And so when we go to the Bible to see Watchmen, you will always end up okay in this text in Isaiah chapter fifty six. Because this is when God scolds the watchmen of Israel, right? And He says that you're supposed to be watching, right? Come, all you beasts of the field. in is inviting all the animals, you know, the, the wild... Hidopan come, come and devour all you beasts of the forest. Wow, why? Huh? Because verse 10 says this, Israel's watchmen are blind. They all lack knowledge. They're all mute dogs. They cannot bark. They lie around and dream. They love to sleep. They are dogs with mighty appetites they never have. They are shepherds who lack understanding. They all turn to their own way. They seek their own gain. Come, each one cries. Let me get wine. Let us drink our fill of beer. And tomorrow will be like today or even far better. And God says, Fools, I call you to be watchmen for Israel, and here you are in drunken revelry. I call you to watch the horizon from your watchtower. You step off it, and you eat and drink and make merry, lie down, go to sleep when you need to be awake. Fools, that's why he called all the beasts of the forest come devour, come devour. Useless watchmen to Israel. Now, my friends, you know what was the role of the watchmen of Israel? You know who they were? They were not, he's not speaking to the physical watchmen on the gate. He's talking to the spiritual watchmen who are the gatekeepers of Israel's spiritual life. And he was telling the gatekeepers of Israel's spirit. So be a watchman for your nation and for the city of Jerusalem. Watch is there error in, in, in coming in? Watch, is there false teachings coming in? Watch, is there fear coming in? Watch, is there paranoia coming in? Watch, is there conspiracy theory coming in? Watch, watch, watch. Don't let these things through your gates. Because Jesus would later, a few hundred years later, say, I am the gate of the sheep. No man comes to my sheep through without coming through me. I'm the gate of my sheep. Watchmen. We are the gatekeepers on behalf of Jesus for our community. SIBKL at Sungai Buloh, we are the watchmen for the nation of Malaysia. Do you believe in it? If you don't believe in it, then I have nothing to say about spiritual authority. But I want to tell you that we do have spiritual authority. And one way we have spiritual authority is to believe when you know I am the watchman for the gates of the spiritual atmosphere in Malaysia. And what I say can pass through. I open the gates, they pass through. Whatever I say, no! No! cannot pass through. So SIBKL at Sunay Bulo, what kind of watchmen are we? We see this picture of the useless watchmen of Israel. They are blind, they lack knowledge, they are mute. They don't say anything. There is a verse in Ezekiel. I didn't put it in the notes. I didn't put it in the the slides. But Ezekiel uh, has a text on watchmen where he says that, watchmen, I give you a word you better say. If I ask you to say something, you better say. If you say and they repent, the blood, there is, it's all good. If you say and they don't repent, the blood is on their hands. But watchmen, if I give you something to say and you don't say, and because you don't say, they don't repent, the blood is on your hands. And so that is quite scary, huh, church. And maybe one day I'll take you into a next level of watchmanning, okay? Where we look at Ezekiel's passage on watchmanning because the stakes are even higher for the church. Because once God starts speaking, Gosh! Once God starts speaking, we better don't be a bottleneck for His speech, right? But for now, the most important thing is don't go back to sleep. Make sure we got our tights. So can I say I just want to be very practical with y'all? Okay, you you watch TV, a okay, but this is not the season to binge. Can I be straight? So below church, you watch TV, it's okay. You want to watch one episode at a time, a okay. Don't binge. This is not the season to binge. 9,000 people dying outside every year, every day, or inf- inf- infected with COVID every day, not the time to binge, not the time to be in revelry, not the time to be in stupor. Church, I going to be real straight and real practical with you. There are other things with uh, you, uh, though it's nothing, it's nothing into, into something else and some other kind of thing happening with you in your mind. This is not the day for it. Maybe I should say that there is never a day for it, but of all times when there's 9,000 people out there, you know, getting COVID every day and we are the gatekeepers of the house, not, not, not for you. Cut, cut, cut. Be careful of gluttony. Eating too much, falling asleep, eating too much, I know MCO is going to be tough. I know second lockdown. We're going to nothing to do around the house. Makan law, snack everyday junk food, snack eat, eat 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 eat, eat, careful. Watch not just your weight. Okay, you, you watch your weight with your weight on another on another issue, but watch your spiritual appetites. You get drunk on the food of this world, your spiritual appetites will decrease and then you suddenly you find you cannot pray, right? Be careful. Now is the time to pray. Now is the time to watch. Take your sleep and rest later on, says Jesus. Now, 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 watch with me one hour. That's what he says, right? Let's look at an example of watchmen whom Jesus favors. Watchmen whom he loves. He says, on your walls, O Jerusalem, I have sat watchmen all the day and all the night. They shall never be silent. Compared to the mute dogs, you all saw that? Compared to the mute dogs, who cannot bark, this one is, all day, all night, they shall never be silent, right? You who put the Lord in remembrance, take no rest and give him no rest. Wow, I can tell you, I'm a father and I don't like pestering from my kids, okay? Because they pester and they like, oh, one this, yeah, one this, yeah, one this, yeah, one this. I was like, oh, can you all just stop? You know, can you all please stop, you know? But maybe it's because they're pestering for things that I don't want to give. Or maybe they're pestering for things that are not good for them, right? And so I get annoyed, right? But I can tell you this, God's God's patience is way better than mine, right? And then He longs for us to pester Him. Now, this is one part of God's like, like fatherness that I really saw million, million miles away, right? There's a part of His fatherness where He longs for us to pester Him over the things He wants to give us. Remember the woman at midnight? Knocking on the door, saying, "You know, um, come, my friend. My friend dropped in, you know, and, and I need some bread. You know, can you can can you you know uh, 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 help? Remember the woman who's who pestered the judge uh, uh, um, for justice, pester, 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 pester until the judge said, okay, la, fine. You're such an annoyance. I just give you your justice. You know, I'm not asking you all to abandon sleep. You wouldn't do it anyway. You just switch off right. I'm not asking that from you. I must that is praying twenty four hours right now, because the church." and says, the Malaysian church will give you no rest. When i like, wow, I'm inspired by your desperation for God. And then I look at outside my house and it's nine thousand ten coming soon, you know, per day. I'm like, gosh, if I'm not desperate, something wrong no. And then, how can I sing, negaraku, tanah tumpahnya daraku. Okay, but I won't tumpah 15 minutes. I won't tumpah 30 minutes untuk berdoa. Okay, 15 minutes, 10 minit pun tak boleh tumpah. Mau tumpah darah. Oi, diamlah, jangan nyanyi. Right? I say that to myself. I'm not saying it to you. I'm saying it to myself. Right? Ah, kalau aku nak tumpah daraku, okay, you want to spill your blood for your country, take it one step at a time. Tumpah 15 minutes first. Okay, tumpa 15 minutes first, okay, and pour it as a love offering to God onto the ground. And then you can say, I'm doing my part for Malaysia. And then the next time we win uh, 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 All England, we can sing the garaku together with our badminton player. Next time we qualify for Asian Games or football, we can sing the garaku with our football team, right? Next time we, we, something happens in Malaysia, we can sing Sajjatra Malaysia, right? Yeah, and know that we actually tumpa something onto the ground. But we have to tumpa something onto the ground. We can't just go about and then say, like, oh, nothing, there's no sacrifice, there's nothing. After all, did not King David say, I will not offer to the Lord something that costs me nothing? Right? It's going to cost you something. Next point. Next slide. I want to show you this. Malaysia United Firewall is a prayer movement. And so I want to rally all of us into this, okay? It started some 12, 13 weeks ago, and I know Pastor Lichu's strategy for this. She did not want to top-down push this, okay? She did not. I know her heart. She wanted it to rumble. She wanted it to gather momentum. She wanted it to become like a snowball that just builds and builds and builds and builds. And as it builds, it's going to catch people on the third week, on the eighth week, on the twelfth week. And today is catching us on the twelfth week. Not that I'm unaware; it's just that I'm I, I I I myself have been becoming part of the rumbling. And so today I'm bringing that rumble to you, right? And I think it's great. Some, some people say, "Huh, how come you didn't announce at the main service? How come you didn't announce at the first week?" You know, no, because the idea behind this was for it to build and built, and built, like a fire rips through a forest. I, I want to show you that this firewall is going to rip through um, the nation. And I was I just asking Pastor Lecho's PA yesterday, what, when is this going to end? She says, Pastor Fergus, it ends when God says stop. And I was like, okay, got that Mimi. I got that, right? So it ends when God says stop. If you go to Malaysia United Firewall, the link is going to be in... Um, the, the the chat as well, okay. And you're land gonna land on this page. Now the page you're seeing is someone who has already registered for an account, okay. So it's a very simple thing. If you, you if you have ever set up a, an Instagram account, this is easier, okay. So 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 if you ever sign up for your Gmail, this is easier, okay. So you just register, sign up and then you, you'll be logged in, you will see this. Scroll, okay? If you scroll down, okay, what you're going to see is that all the churches, so many hundreds of churches in Malaysia, okay, from big, big churches to small, small churches are all praying together, okay? There is a prayer focus here, okay? If you click into this, you will see prayers that the whole of the Malaysian churches are praying. Scroll down to the Prayer for the Nation, okay? Um. Now, if you click on Read More, okay, okay, you're going to be discipled into how to pray for Malaysia at this time. Because maybe you got no idea, ma, right? You don't know how to pray for Malaysia. Ma. Click on the read more and see how the churches are praying for Malaysia and you can jump in and pray along. You will get ideas and make you think like, oh wow, I didn't know we could pray like this. Oh, that's a good idea. huh? Oh yeah, ho. I never thought of praying for this. Oh yeah, I never thought of praying for that. So that's going to be really good. It's going to help you with your prayer life. Scroll down a little bit more and you'll see prayer for weeks 12 and 13. That is... Now, okay, if you were to click on the read more, you're going to see prayers that are present current things that all the churches in Malaysia right now are praying into. It's going to be an emphasis that you're going to see, right? So, one of the the emphasis that we just saw recently was return back to God. Return back to God. And that was very strong, okay? And then each week or every two weeks, the prayer emphasis is going to change, but we're going to move together as a church in Malaysia, right? To pray, 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 pray. Now, scroll a little bit more down. You're going to see the prayer timetable, okay? Okay. Green button, books a slot, right? Take a 15-minute slot. It's just 15 minutes, okay? Tanah tumpahnya daraku. ku, tanah tumpahnya 15 minit ku. Okay, boleh? 15 minit, saya mau tumpah untuk nama Yesus Kristus di Malaysia. Okay, 15-minute slot. Now, you, you pick your day. It's not even daily. You pick which days you want, okay? So, the minimum from Sungai Buloh Church is 15 minutes a week. Okay, that's like you can't. What what once you what, once you go less than that, you are not doing it, right? So so it's fifteen minutes a week is the minimum, right? So I'll share with you what I'm doing. Okay, I'm doing six to six fifteen, six fifteen to six thirty, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Okay, that's my prayer wall commitment. Most of the time, I do pray beyond that, but but I I I don't I don't simply simply take. I just I just take. And I know I can nail this. I nail it. Every week, I nail it. Okay? Um, Now, I want to share with you all that the first time I took it and and some of my my address here is a Wilayah postcode. So, I put myself as Wilayah, right? And then I thought, oh, yeah, I'm sure KL, Wilayah, super a lot of Christians, 6am, I'm sure everybody's praying at 6am. You know, all, uh, uh, I'm sure a lot of people who rise early and pray is normal, right? And then after I signed up for 6 to 6.15, 6.15 to 6.30, and then I scroll down, right? Kiran, if you scroll down now, you can see all the different states, who's committed to what time, what slot. And I looked at 6am, and I was like, oh my gosh, Wilayah Persekotan only got one fella praying at 6am. And that hit me, oh. That hit me, oh. right. Are oh, you see that six, right? Kuala Lumpur one, will, will yeah. Kuala Lumpur one, Kuala Lumpur three, Kuala Wilayah one, okay. Wilayah two, Wilayah one, okay. Now it made me realize. I don't know what's the difference between KL and Wilayah, so never mind. It made me realize that if I don't show up for my for for, for my firewall slot, huh? nobody, oh. nobody from Wilayah carrying that torch, I (laughs) I don't have anybody because I fell asleep. Cannot. But it made me realize that, you know what, Fergus? If I'm not praying, do I know if anyone else in Malaysia is praying? If nobody in Malaysia is praying, will I still pray? And then it made me realize that actually God made me a watchman. And then I asked, what about that fellow? What about that fellow? What about that fellow? And Jesus says, if I will for them to whatever, it's none of your business. You follow me. Remember John 21? That's his word for us. That's his word for me. And so I want to share with y'all after this service, go on that link, go and book a slot and pray. If you have if you already have a slot, okay, so our, our our prayer ministry, if you're part of our prayer wall and you're already praying and you already have slots, you I'm not asking you to take more slots. Just make sure you book on the firewall the slots that you are currently already taking. Okay? Clear? Huh? Prayer team, clear. Huh? Okay. If you already pray. Anyway, and you have a regular routine of prayer, okay, then just go into firewall and book that slot. And I want to encourage you to pray the prayers that are on the firewall at least some of the time. Just open it up because then we'll all be praying the same thing, okay? If you don't have a regular time of prayer, then use this as an opportunity to get one. Okay. And if you really have a really koya maximum, your prayer life is koya to the maximum, like you have not prayed in like a million years, you have, more, you have not prayed more than you've been alive. Okay. <laughs> then I want to encourage you start now. Take 15 minutes, pick one 15 minute slot. But the only thing I ask in your 15 minutes, don't be distracted. Focus, 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 focus. Amen. Amen. I'm going to close. Let's look at the last point and I'm going to close. It's funny, yesterday when I was working on my slides, um, I was working on this slide and then my daughter, Eleanor, came up to me and she said, Papa, um, this is, uh, it's quite nice. And then the way she said, it's quite nice, is, uh, it, it, it's, not, it, it's not a praise. <laughs> she said, It's quite nice. But it will be nice if you work some more, it will be nicer. I was like, wow. What do you mean? Quite nice, right? they said, no, but if you work some more, it will be nicer. I was like, well, it got nice It's so all nice ready. You look at the way I can <laughs> What do you want anymore? Very nice ready right? And, she's like, and she said, no, you must have a Bible there underneath and you must have a Jesus there as well. I was like, okay. Oh. Okay, sweetie, you know what? Just for you, I'm going to make it. So I'm going to make it, right? Put <laughs> the Bible and the Jesus. And then and then it hit me. The Lord spoke to me and said, Fergus, what you're doing, it's quite nice. What you're doing, Fergus, is quite nice. But if you work somewhere, it will be nicer. The Lord spoke that to me. He said, Fergus, whatever you're giving, however much you tumpa right now for me, it's quite nice. But if you work some more, it will be nicer. And so I want to end on these two pieces of scripture. See how God speak to me through a four-year-old. Uh, God can speak to you through anyone. Uh. <laughs> Jesus says, night is coming when no one can work. Now, while it is day, Work. It means that there's going to come a time when you can't work. But now while we can work, work. We have in our room today, at least at, it was at the start, a brother who is currently in ICU. And he dialed in. Okay, he dialed in from hospital. Okay, I don't want to share too much. Uh, just keep it generic. A brother who's in ICU. And maybe right now, with whatever little he can give, he's coming in to work, to pray, to be part of us. right? God forbid... Any one of us reach a point when we can't work anymore. when we are stuck and we're not really aware, we've got tubes coming in and out of our body, and we're having breathing assistance. God forbid. We wait until that day. then we say, "Oh, can it be day again so that I can work?" Wow, well, it is day now. Work." Isaiah 55 says. Seek the Lord while he may yet be found. It means there will be a time when you seek also you cannot find anymore. Call on him while he is near. I believe the Lord is near. We're going to close. We're going to close. Now I'm just going to close in prayer, right? Father, we just want to exalt you and just want to thank you that you are a good God. Oh, Father, you are a good God. And your hand is upon Malaysia. You are sovereign and there is no, there is no weapon of the enemy, no power of the enemy that can withstand the move of the church when it advances. Because your word said that I've given you the keys of the kingdom. When the church moves forward, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Neither shall the gates of COVID stand against prevail against us. Right. And so, Father, right now we just want to pray for Malaysia. We pray, Lord God, that you arrest this 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 growth of covid in malaysia father god father we pray that whatever lockdown measures that we are entering into will succeed in the name of jesus christ Father, we pray that people will stay home. Father, we pray that when people have to go out, that you will surround everyone with a firewall. Benteng api akan mengelilingi setiap antara kami bila kami harus keluar, Tuhan. Oh, Father, we pray untuk anak-anak Malaysia. Kami doa anak-anak Malaysia akan selamat, akan dilindungi oleh-Mu, Tuhan. Oh, kami doa, Tuhan, Kau akan uh, uh, rawatkan, kau pulihkan, sembuhkan all the pesakit in Malaysia for COVID. Father, we pray for the vaccination program. We pray that it will go lancar and smooth, and everyone will get vaccinated before long. Father, we pray uh, um, uh, for the workers in ICU. Father God, that you there will be there will be such quick turnarounds and back to health, nursing back to health, back to health, so that we can open up our ICUs and 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 serve more people. But Father, we pray that you will stop. Uh, uh, the need to serve more people because we pray that that, that Malaysia will be saved Father God. So Father, we surrender all these things to you. Church, we pray like this every week at our dominant altar. So come and join us in prayer. Pray like this every day on your 15-minute firewall slot. Pray together, right? And so, so church, let us come before the Lord. Father, we thank you. We surrender ourselves into your hands. May you take over. Thank you for this day. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. Make his face shine upon you, be gracious to you, and give you shalom. And all of God's people say, Amen.